Welcome to another episode of Civic Cypher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Big shout out to my man, Q Ward, who is indisposed this evening, but uh, very much with us in spirit. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Um, but one of the best things that has happened to us is that we were able to book a guest, my favorite guest, um, who has been on the show before, but you know, she's, she's, she's in high demand these days. Uh, her name is Dr. Camilla Westenberg, and she is joining us in the studio again for Civic Cypher. So once again, welcome. Thank you. Of course. Um, and, um, today we're going to talk a little bit about a lot, or if, if it's meaningful, we're going to talk a lot about some specific things, but, um, I've been trying to really put this show off until I get to a point where I have the support or the, the knowledge and the, and the, the language necessary to articulate what's going on fully. Um, the issue, of course, I'm talking about is the voter suppression initiatives that have been taking place across the country. Um, now, most folks refer to them as uh, initiatives to protect the integrity of voting or, you know, whatever. There's this pretty language around all of them. And so it doesn't cause many people's ears to perk up. But my understanding is that historically, um, black folks have been able to really see what's underneath the, the, the those that language really what it is um you know going back to jim crow and even further back in some in some instances um and uh what's happening now uh in mass across the country is exactly the same um it's it's perhaps a the the climate also kind of lends itself to some of this stuff actually making some some progress and us really losing our uh, capacity to vote or otherwise it becoming diminished and uh, in the past few episodes that we've you know mentioned these voter suppression initiatives um, you know I have not been able to peel away many layers there but um, I want to take this show the next show perhaps even the show after that to um, really dive into that really um root out the source of this and and really examine what it is and really uh explore what it is that we can do about it because um i think at least for me you know i haven't been the most active politically speaking person my whole life you know more recently i've been made aware of exactly how much is you know working against me you know and and these systemic issues that i i refer to how how ingrained they are in, in life and things that I take for granted actually can be challenged, but I would never think to challenge them. Um, so I have to imagine that there are lots of folks out there who have a more passive type of attitude when it comes to, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Um, and what I want to do is empower them while I'm being empowered to actually take action against these um, initiatives, these uh, these campaigns to really further disenfranchise us and to keep the systems in power and in place that are currently in power and in place um, above and beyond um, 
you know, what we're able to see and feel in our day-to-day lives um, to any significant degree. I know this, a lot of us encounter a lot of surface level stuff, but the systems in place to keep us in the communities and keep us in the, in the existing framework and limit our mobility and our options. Those are the things I'm referring to specifically. So, um, one thing that we were able to talk about is, well, before I go any further, I don't think I gave you a proper introduction. And I want to make sure that I I do this the right way. So um, I will do my best to introduce you to to folks that haven't heard you on the show before. And then um, I want you to come in behind me and make sure that you fill in the gaps. So Dr. Uh, Camilla Westenberg, um, when I met her, she was a professor an English professor um, at Phoenix College. Um, And she was the chairperson or or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I coordinated developmental English during that time. And I was advisor. Advisor, that's the word I'm looking for. mm -hmm. For the Black Student Union. Mm -hmm. Um, And... The reason that that's of particular importance to me is, well, you know, I I don't use words like advisors because she was my teacher. She still is my teacher. You still are my teacher. (laughs) But um, Dr. Westenberg uh, caught me at a time in my life when things weren't so pretty. And um, she found that I was just kind of blown in the wind. Um, I'll, I'll spare you a long story, but she discovered me around campus and had no real direction. And she asked me to do some things. And for those of you who are aware of the dynamic that exists with um, black women who are older than you, um, you understand that usually when someone tells you to do something, you do it. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to go against the grain there. She, she asked me to, um, enroll in her African-American, uh, literature class, lit class, um, which I did because I didn't want to see her again and not have enrolled in the class. Um, but this was all out of love Uh, and it's, it's a time in my life I'll never forget. It's, it's the, it's really the basis of who I am as an adult and as a professional. Um, and then, uh, further along in the story, um, of course, she asked me to attend the Black Student Union meetings. Um, later, we had some conversations about leadership potential, and um, she asked if I'd be interested in stepping into a leadership role. Ultimately, I became the president of the Black Student Union, and um, you know, on and on, the rest is history. Um, so, her functioning in those capacities really was very significant to me. Um, she's also a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. She serves as the vice chair of, okay, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's the Maricopa County chapter of the NAACP. Second vice president. Second vice president. Sorry about that. For the Maricopa County. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, she is affiliated with um, the Lynx. Mm -hmm. And... I have to say, top ladies of distinction. Top too. ladies of distinction, and the National Council of Negro Women. Absolutely. I have to. I have well, to. I'll listen, give them listen, all some love. Okay, listen, if go I ahead. don't, that's, 
I, I need I need people to understand who they're talking to and who that's they're listening good. to. That's good. That's it. Right, yeah. Right. No, just involved um, in community service very, organizations. Very okay. Okay. But uh, very much a, a person who's visible out in the streets, um, out in the real world. Um, someone who has uh, created a path for people like me to go from not really having a clear pers- purpose um, or a, a real defined sense of you know self and my identity um there's reasons for that you know i had some some issues that i was dealing with at that age um but just kind of keeping me straight and true and and some of those had had to do with you know mlk youth celebrations um hbcu college fairs um hip-hop to vote summits uh you know all things that that you put on over the years and that you all put on well, we all put on, we but really, put on. you were you were the you were the advisor. <laughs> yeah, and so um, at least in the community where I live, um, here in Phoenix, Arizona, um, an extremely influential person, a woman who commands respect in every room she walks in. Um, if I'm able to go to a place with her, it's like the best time because everyone stops and you know they part like you know to let her walk in and so forth. And so, again, an honor for you to be on the show. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, um, Ramses. It really is. Absolutely. So, um, the last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about your long-standing relationship with white supremacy, with segregation, with you know, these are things that you actually live through in your lifetime. Um, I remember you mentioned um, something on the last episode about not being able to try on shoes in a mm-hmm. store because you were black mm-hmm. when you were a little girl. I, re- I remember you saying something uh, about you, your mother, I believe, having to take a portable bathroom mm-hmm. with you in the car on road mm-hmm. trips because you would not Couldn't have been allowed to, to use... Yeah, the restrooms. Right. And so this was during your lifetime. And, and mm-hmm. since then, you know, led, laws have been passed and things like that mm-hmm. to prevent that. But you, you experienced it firsthand. And then, of course, when you were born, that was normal. It was normal to be second-class citizen and not be afforded the same opportunities, rights, and privileges as, as, um, as white folks in this country. Um, so in my belief, you have a unique perspective of the, the goings on today. And, and again, it's very meaningful that you would show up today and, and we'd be able to talk about some of the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, one of the things that we were able to talk about on the show so far is the success that was achieved in Georgia with respect to electing Joe Biden president of the United States. Um, and one such initiative that took place that helped fuel his election in Georgia turning blue was a a campaign called Souls to the Polls. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want you to talk about what Souls to the Polls was and, you know, um, what has happened as a result of that. Well, Souls to the Polls was an initiative by Stacey Abrams, and um, it was um, an effort and an energy of pulling African Americans together 
collectively at a time when it was convenient for them to go to the polls and vote. Okay. So Sunday worked well for them. Right. Black folks go to church yep. and to save their souls, yep. and they just moved right on to the polls uh, to continue to save their souls like and that. their lives. Uh, and that, that is what that initiative was. And there were, there were many other ways in which uh, individuals went into the community uh, to try to uh, get uh, people first registered and then to mobilize it. So there was, a, 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 and this is across the country, mm-hmm. this is across the country, there was a considerable effort to uh, get individuals registered to vote. That right. was the major thing. And then after that deadline, to continue and go to the next level and encourage them to go to the polls and to actually vote. So uh, it, it was a matter of getting into places where you know people are, whether it's a barbershop, whether whether it's a beauty shop, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's soul food, whether it's at the park. It was a matter of going to places where you could find, in this instance, African Americans who would vote because we were really working to get Barack Obama to become president. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that, that concept of having an African American as a president is something that was always articulated, but you never really, really, really thought that it would happen. Right. You know, you would say to a little boy, oh, you can be president one day. You need to do that. You can be president. But for it to really happen, to reach that, that plateau, wasn't something that we thought along the way that could actually be achieved necessarily. And uh, when Barack Obama came along and we had advanced along the way and progressed in politics, uh, we, we saw that the opportunity was there and the community came together to make it happen. And one of the things that we have to remember, too, is that many of the movements that we have had uh, as it relates to the black experience in America, has been led by a religious leader of some, some sort. Whether it was the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, mm. uh, whether it was Reverend Al Sharpton, you know, the, there were ministers there, the Reverend Jesse Jackson. There were also, always ministers, uh, um, um, when you think of the Muslim faith, there was Elijah always Muhammad. right. Yeah, there was always someone there of the faith who had faith. Uh, I'm, I'm not a very religious person, but it, there is there was a faith there sure. that um, allowed those Indian individuals to come to the forefront and to speak to the people and to motivate the people uh, to do what they needed to do to assure that we got where we. We're going to get, sure. and it, it you know it was a progression uh, from segregation to integration it was a, a progression, and when it finally reached that point, the president, my goodness, we we really came out in force to make sure that 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 could happen, and it did, it did, and you have so many people who. Uh, were elated to have some people who left this earth who saw it happen 
and they were in tears. My mother, who lost at 96 years old, when I called her that evening when it was announced, can you imagine? Can you just imagine to have a black president? And he did a marvelous job in the midst of being um, restricted uh, in a number of ways by Congress. Uh, there, there are so many uh, that we were still held back. We should have had a person uh, on the Supreme Court. He was do that. He was do that. But uh, Congress um, saw to it that he did not have that opportunity and would not even interview his recommendation. And so um, we, we still have a long ways to go. As a matter of fact, uh, at this particular juncture, I won't say that we've stepped back. You would say that. But, <laughs> but, but I think what has happened is, as someone said, those individuals, and I'm trying to decide which hat am I wearing right now, because all of the organizations with which I'm affiliated, they are non-partisan. And so I'm speaking from a policy perspective. Okay. Okay. From a, a, a policy perspective, when you look at the Constitution and the rights of, of individuals, um, we have uh, a population of individuals who do not believe in the Constitution or the equality of all people. Yeah. And they have taken off their sheets. Yes. And so we know who they are now. Yeah. We know who they are. Uh, when I drive around and I see the flags or I see big trucks passing me with flags, it's, uh, that, to me that equates, the, the, it's a sign, it's a symbol. I, I know I know who I am looking at, yeah. and I know it is someone that does not want me to be here, at least holding myself in a certain position. Absolutely. Okay. They would like for me to be subjected to them. Yes. And uh, so, um, yeah, the signs are there, and we know. I'm glad that you brought that up, because we've actually talked about that before on the show with respect to the flags and the you know, the, the way that, uh, what I always say is um, people having a flag in the country, especially in the, we're not on the coast, we're mm -hmm. not bordering any, you know, people having a flag in a place like where I live in, in Phoenix, it's like wearing a shirt with your address on it in mm -hmm. your own house, mm -hmm. you know? Like, who, who are you really trying to show that to? Well, what, why is it the, why are you going so hard who who needs to see that like we know where we are this is a clearly exactly. it's america we're exactly. not we didn't just get here we're deep in the middle of the country we're the, the state is landlocked yeah so but when they began that i wanted to flip the switch on them with that i really think we all should have gotten flags and started i mean really took it away or owned it ourselves they don't, they don't own it yeah it belongs to all of us that's it that's belongs another to thing all we're of us about. yeah absolutely yeah. but and so um not to get too far away from mm -hmm. it, um, the souls to the polls. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's worth mentioning that 
historically so once upon a time when when black people first got the right to vote um my understanding is that black people exercised that right to the degree that they were able there was of course tremendous aggressive voter suppression initially mm-hmm. um but you know if 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 and when and where they could black folks got out and voted right mm-hmm. um that was the primary means of making sure that your voice was heard once upon a time there was no instagram to share photos there was none of that stuff back in you know the mm-hmm. 19 early 1900s mm-hmm. late 1800s um uh, and so over the years my understanding is that black folks have become or the feeling has has been that that system does not work for black people it does not accurately reflect their voice they feel further disenfranchised in fact um i and i shared this on the show before but i saw mm-hmm. something on netflix once upon a time um this might have been three four months ago where it quantified the value of a vote from a white male in wisconsin Mm -hmm. and compared the value of that vote Mm -hmm. to a person just anybody living in southern california and as it turns out that that vote from wisconsin a place where there's not a lot of population actually Mm -hmm. carries about 1.75 percent voting weight Mm-hmm. And then the person in California, it's like a fraction of of a, of a percent. And so, um, historically, I've, I've, I my understanding is that Black folks have really felt that their vote doesn't really count for as much. And so, um, the engagement, the the drop off in in terms of the engagement over the years, it it certainly is based on some th- something, right? So these initiatives, these souls to the polls, and of mm-hmm. course, obviously, with, with Obama becoming mm-hmm. president, that I believe is something that can speak uniquely to mm-hmm. the black experience and let, let folks know, hey, look, if we do this mm-hmm. all together, we can get out there and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's interesting that there are these forces that attack that one fat. No one's canceling Instagram accounts mm-hmm. because Instagram accounts don't change elections. Mm-hmm. No one's canceling. No one's coming to your job and you know, none of that sort of stuff, but they, they'll do their best to, to keep you from voting. And in my understanding is that there was a bill that was introduced in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, that no voting would be able to take place on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And you know and mm-hmm. i know as mm-hmm. black people that that bill exists solely to counteract Act, the yeah. effects of the, the souls to the polls campaign mm-hmm. and to dis and to mm-hmm. to decrease the amount of overall votes mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. election mm-hmm. in georgia mm-hmm. and as it turns out that passed or that my understanding is that 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 passed mm-hmm. um it was uh, close but it did pass mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking, but I don't want to dwell on that. It's, it shows the motivation and the well, intention. That's happening across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Since the loss of the presidential election, um, there has been uh, a movement 
in states and basically red states across the country to change the laws as it relates to voting. Um, and and I, I, I firmly believe that when, and, and souls to the polls, and that, that, is, that is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another is having to, uh, if you've missed so many uh, opportunities to vote, then your record, your name is taken away from the permanent uh, registry for voting. Actually, hang on one second. I want to talk yeah. about that one. Um, but real quick, I got to do mm-hmm. this. Um, if you're just tuning in to Civic Cipher, I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Um, our guest today is Dr. Camilla Westenberg. And we're discussing uh, some of the voter suppression initiatives that have been um, campaigned mm-hmm. and are now coming to vote around the country. Um, and you mentioned the uh, the removal of the early... Mm-hmm. Per- per- well, okay, go ahead. Well, it's un- un- under certain conditions. If sure. you have missed voting X number of times, then your name will be removed. And you may not be notified of that. You will not be. And so if you're expecting to get your ballot, you will not get it because they've removed your name. Right. And so that's another way to suppress the vote, simply because you have missed voting two times. It's two or three. Um, and then another one is uh, that if you don't have identification, then you have to get a notarized document. Well, the, the fact is everyone isn't capable of doing that. You have some people who uh, live in the country. They are long distance away from a notary. They may not have, some people may have never had anything notarized. Just the process of going through to get that done can be problematic for a number of African Americans and other minorities as well. And so that's another way to suppress the vote. I, I think it's key to, to, to mention here that mm-hmm. for those that don't know, mm-hmm. that are listening to this conversation, historically, um, when less people vote, mm-hmm. it favors Republican Mm-hmm. outcomes that's true um another thing is that these type of practices mm-hmm. coupled with gerrymandering mm-hmm. helps further ensure mm-hmm. favorable outcomes mm-hmm. for republicans mm-hmm. black people in it, by and large mm-hmm. tend to vote democrat democrat mm-hmm. and i will add to that that in terms of the ideological landscape of this country most of the people that live in this country tend to have a more liberal philosophy or belief system Mm -hmm. and that is reflected in the way that they vote right and so the republican establishment or the establishment Mm -hmm. if you will um that when we we trace a lot of what we call Mm -hmm. white supremacy back Mm -hmm. um it looks like what the Republican Party looks like today. Right. That's right. just what it looks like. Um, and to a large degree, what it is. You know, the, and, no, and obviously, no. as of late, they're not really too concerned with hiding that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it behooves them to suppress as many votes yeah. as possible because historically, 
folks that do vote Democrat have all their ducks in the row. Mm -hmm. Their their whole life is built around voting. They have the, the for the most part, have the financial mm -hmm. freedom to take time to do, you know, jump through mm -hmm. a couple of extra hoops. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they don't have to because the laws are not written mm -hmm. to suppress their vote. There is no canceling Sunday voting mm -hmm. is, is designed to affect right. one group of people. Right. And I think it, it's, it's important and to mention that so that we know why they're doing and, and, and again, I, 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 have to, I have to put this in the context of it is, in fact, a red and blue uh, concept. But I have to extract it and take it out and put it into the context of what is a democracy. And with the democracy... Everyone should have the opportunity to vote. And that there should be no restrictions placed on you as far as voting. As much as possible, you should have the opportunity to vote. So no restrictions should be placed there. Um, it so happens that those individuals who are of a Republican persuasion tend to want to sway things. The gerrymandering is done when they draw the lines and you get your electoral college and how many, how many votes you get out of a particular area. And that comes out of the census. That's why the census is so important. Yeah. Because, and, and we're waiting for the data on that of the 2020 census to see how many people they are, where they are. And but then the thing is, how do you draw those lines so you can say from this particular area, this is how many individuals are, are votes that you have from the electoral college. And that's why in some instances they'll take a historically black college and split it in half. To because diminish the value to diminish of the value of it, right. and 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 it's all a it's all a matter of strategy, mm -hmm. and it should not be. Yeah, and I would say that to a Democrat, and I would say Anybody. that to a Republican. It's, it's a matter of being fair. It's a matter of being fair. Absolutely right. And so it's just like the the postal system. There there were so many things that were being done. I I, I firmly believe now. And I would say this to Donald Trump if he was standing here in front of me, that there were so many things that were done to cheat in this election that, yes, he probably is thinking he won. He probably is. And yeah, Juliana it. and all of them, yeah. they probably are thinking, but people People came out. out. Yeah, to vote. People came out. And it didn't, and it was like, whoa, what happened here? I want to re-say what you and just so said. And so now, there is this big effort. Wow, we, we, we couldn't make it happen that way. We couldn't get a second term. So, so let's, let's change let's, the laws. change you the state of play. You don't, think, think about a parent. Okay. All of those parents and their kids are out playing baseball or soccer or whatever it is. Okay. Would they encourage their child 
to change the rules. No. They would tell them, okay, those are the rules of the game. I mean, this is what's building character Mm -hmm. in your child, Mm -hmm. okay? We went into this. These are what the rules are. We played by the rules. You lost this time. That's why you line up and you shake hands at the end and you whatever it is, you know, a high five or whatever it is, and you take it, you take it, realizing you did the best that you could. Cheating here, though. I mean, with the postal system, that was cheating. Oh, Since when do you have mailboxes? When do you have mailboxes taken out and sorters taken out? So, um, yeah, they're the system. we, We have some players that are not fair players is what it comes down to um, who do not believe in democracy and they are not adhering to democracy and they are about the business right now of trying to change the rules and with that being said the only thing I can say to people who are listening you better get in the game there it is that's you why better you get come up. in the game, <laughs> yeah. okay? Look at what's going down. On the 6th, we almost lost our democracy. January 6th. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if some, can you imagine if someone had gotten all of those electoral, if someone had gotten their hands on it, we would be in complete disarray now because that was an, an attempt to take over this country. And so we've got to play the game. It's, and we've got to play the game hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you cannot be complacent. And the other thing I want to say is this notion of fakeness. Things being fake, fake news, fake. I believe, I believe in the free press. Okay. I believe in that. Uh, you know, some countries uh, where it's authoritative, you don't, you don't have the free press. I believe in the free press. I, I believe that there are conservative stations and that they should be there. Okay, I, I, I have no problem with that. But that does not mean that some of your more liberal stations are fake. And people are going to have to be able to look at things, digest it, and make decisions for themselves. It's an interesting, it's an, it's an interesting dumbing, dumbing up of society right now mm-hmm. where... There are things, and you can see it right in front of you, but you don't believe it because someone has told you it isn't so. Because someone has told you it isn't so. So that means that you have lost your mental capacity to think to reason for yourself. yourself. I want to I give some life to this. So um, there was something you said earlier, and I wanted to restate it because, again, folks need to know. You know, yes, we did um, accomplish something major by mm-hmm. voting Donald Trump out. Mm-hmm. And that, I think we did that more than elect Joe Biden. We voted Trump out. Yeah. Right? Took all of us. We all came together. We, we, we all voted. 
And as you stated, Donald Trump absolutely stacked the deck in his favor. He did. Um, he stuffed the box. You know, like you said, there was, and, and the, the, the um, uh, post office was just one thing. Yeah. Um, he had a number of things that he enacted to ensure mm -hmm. a victory mm -hmm. and just the overwhelming amount of folks that came out and voted. Appointed so many judges. All, uh, and, and then just ran headfirst into it, confident mm -hmm. and cocky as ever. Mm -hmm. um, but when we made our voices heard through voting, so everyone that did vote, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. you know, everyone who did, yes, we're going to need you, gonna need you to ne next time around. We, we need the, the, the midterm elections. We need, we need everything. Mm -hmm. um, we, we need your voice and your, and, and even for those who are on the fence, we need you to like do some soul searching and really take take inventory of who you are mm -hmm. and who you want to be and how mm -hmm. you want do you want this to be a world based in mm -hmm. divisiveness and and fear or one that's mm -hmm. a bit based in you know love mm -hmm. and and kind and and i'm not saying which is which i'm saying mm -hmm. decide for yourself um but i will say this um if if Jesus Christ were alive, because a lot of folks try to vote like Jesus, I can't make a case for Jesus being a Republican. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and you can't either. Yeah. And you can find me on the street if yeah. you want to have that conversation. But, um, but yeah, so this guy, um, you know, stacks a deck in his favor, loses the election, and then says to everyone that it was stolen it was from stolen. him. And, and it's gone to court and has lost every, every time, single yeah. case. But every case. because he said it, like you said, you just said this because they still he believe said it. it, right? And um, you know, I read something recently that like fifty percent of white male Trump supporters will not take the vaccine, yeah, because uh, you know. And then Trump, uh, until I want to say yesterday, would not say that he had actually had received the vaccine, it, yeah, you know. Um, but he wanted credit for the <laughs> vaccine, after you know. Him, yeah. yeah, he want, you know. It's just well, this weird. The fact play. is, he 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 did not. He was not the scientist that. Of course. That. <laughs> but I, and I don't want to give too much well, credit to this guy. Oh, go ahead. Um, that's okay. Go okay. On. I lost it. Um, there is something to be said about him losing that election and creating this narrative mm -hmm. that the election was rigged, that dead people mm -hmm. voted, that immigrants mm -hmm. voted, that all this, all this mm -hmm. stuff, you know. And all that is, is it serves as a narrative for these Republicans, because they're all Republican bills that are being introduced to, you know, change the way voting works in all these red states, as you mentioned, um, are, what they're going to do is try to take your vote, our vote, away from us, mm -hmm. or otherwise make it more difficult. And so we have to be more vigilant, more diligent. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we can speak more intelligently to, you know, the ones that we're aware of, but in, in the state in which you live, you know, mm -hmm. there are some initiatives, especially if you live in a, in a red state, um, a historically red state, you know, some flip this, this uh, time, but, you know, even battleground states, you know, those, those things are things that you need to be on top of. And, and I, I know that the NAACP is doing a lot to, to bring attention to these things. Am I right? You're right. Okay. You're right. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. What, what can people do? Let me tell you where we are. Yeah. Uh, during the last, um, during the election, 
we had an initiative. The Political Action Committee had a countdown to 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did voter registration and mobilization, focusing exclusively on Legislative District 27 in South Phoenix. Okay. Um, young people, 18 through 30, unregistered voters. That was our target audience. And there were something like 2,200 and some unregistered voters, 18 through 30, in that legislative district. And we chose that because it had a lower performance uh, uh, rating. And uh, we contacted all of those individuals and then did a second call for anyone who was not at home when we um, called initially. After we completed that, uh, we went into, after the last day to vote, we went into mobilization. So I went into the NAACP band system and got the list of all of the registered voters there. Nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. Nonpartisan. And we started uh, calling to tell them, go to the polls. You need to go. You need to go. Uh, we would always talk about uh, democracy and humanity and equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, we're nonpartisan, but we certainly can talk about the rights of everyone. Sure. Immigrants, uh, uh, whites, uh, Chinese, Asian, let me say Asian because we have a problem with that right now, mm-hmm. um, uh, Hispanic for everyone. Well, uh, now that, the, and from that, then we called uh, the NAACP president in uh, Atlanta and started doing some calling there. Uh, and we hope we helped a little bit with those two Senate seats oh, yeah. uh, going over. But uh, who knows? But we did do some calling there in, in Atlanta. So, where we are right now, looking at what we are facing, uh, we are getting ready to focus on voter suppression. And the initiative is voting, never going to give it up. Never, 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 never going to give it up. Mm-hmm. And so, we're going to begin engaging in countering pieces of legislation as they hit committee. And what I'd like to do is invite the audience to attend one of our events uh, that's coming up. And I want to pull it up so that I can, uh, and somehow if you can get the information out, but it's Protect the Vote. It is um, a forum. Mind you, this is a forum, but it is going to be more than that because we're going to be talking about strategies that we can use and we will have as a special guest speaker Emily Kirkland and she's the executive director for Progress Arizona they monitor the legislation and uh, the bills and they know as they move through the pipeline from the house to the senate to committee and when it reaches committee they will be filtering into us the date and the time and then we can begin calling the legislators and letting them know they, they need some pressure. They need pressure placed on them because they, they want to stay in their positions and if they feel that the masses are feeling one way, that's, that's one way you can persuade them mm-hmm. to vote uh, in, in the affirmative, the way that you would like for them to vote. Sure. And so we will also have talking points. We will have the day. We will have the time. Now, when I did the last initiative, I had a team of 90 individuals and we were diligent. 
Mm. I mean, we we just we we did the calling. Going hard. We 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 just <laughs> we did the calling. I That's mean, we right. we completed the whole batch, and so we want to do the same thing with these bills as they come up. Okay. And so on Saturday, um, we will have Miss um, Kirkland, who will be giving us an overview of voter suppression, and then we will start actually the strategic part of having individuals getting the information, this is it, this is the time, this is what you need to say, and individuals are going to need to be dedicated to do that. Sure. Okay. And that is going to be on Saturday, March the 27th at 11.30 a.m. And I don't know the link. They'll need to register for it. It'll be a Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get that info, I'll send you the yeah, information. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure it's mm -hmm. up on our social media. If you can get it out to them. Uh, but with, um, with the initiative uh, voting, never going to give it up, we will be looking at voter suppression. We will be looking at... Uh, gerrymandering because that is taking place now we don't know where those lines are going to be drawn right uh but they're waiting on the data from the census to come in that's going to help them in making some of that determination uh and from there they will do the redistricting that's going to determine how many uh, individuals uh, uh, electoral votes will exist for a particular area uh, in the midst of that, we're going to continue to do voter registration and mobilization. Sure. So, for anyone who is turning 18, we're going to hit them up right now. There is no reason to wait until it's election time to say, okay, let's start engaging in voter registration. So, we're going to continue with the voter I'll do a batch of unregistered voters, 18 through 30, and start doing voter registration immediately with them. And uh, then we want to also foster uh, a community um, partnership. Uh, we, we want to get partnerships with the community. The other thing that, uh, under this initiative, is a pop-up call to action. Um, an example of that will be Greenwood Cemetery, which is over... Um, on um, where the freeways intersect, mm -hmm. where you have I-10 coming in from California and I-17 heading toward uh, Tucson, and you have all of those freeways coming over each other. If you look just west and south, you have Greenwood Cemetery. It's one of the oldest uh, cemeteries. has trees, large monuments. There are a number of our stately African-American and, and minority individuals who are buried there. It is a historical uh, cemetery in, in Phoenix. And there has been uh, a, a company who wants to put up a huge sign uh, that will, um, I, I guess, people can pay to advertise in it, uh, and it, it will change and flash and everything. And the community has decided that this is a solemn place, a place of rest for our people, many from back in the day, mm -hmm. many who are there now. My late husband is there. My mother and aunt is there. There are so many people there. And it is not just African-American. One of the Jewish uh, synagogues has a portion of that cemetery 
as well. And so we have been calling in uh, when it went into zoning to share our distaste with, with that being there. And uh, they changed the date on it. it. There was a variance and they moved the date. And uh, we called in again, and there was another variance. I think it's the 21st. So we're going to be ready to hit it again and start calling. I don't know. It's sort of interesting that these variances are coming up. But uh, that's the, the pop-up call to action. Well, we know that there are things, and we just need to jump on it right away. Now, and, let, me, uh-huh. let, me, let me add this. Mm-hmm. So basically what I'm hearing is that you're on top of it. I'm not well. Let me tell well, you, I have some young people who are more so. who, okay, who are, you know who really. I'm an educator. I'm yes. not in politics. I'm retired, and I'm just moving into this. Uh, there's a sensibility about it. Let me sure. put it that way. Sure. Uh, but there's there's, uh, you know, for, for for folks that do live in Phoenix or mm-hmm. in Arizona, um, and again, I'll put that information up on our social mm-hmm. media at Civic Cipher. Um, it's really easy to find those links, but there are some national initiatives as well uh, with, that the NAACP is taking on. So our folks that listen beyond the state of Arizona can engage as well. And um, I, I think that's just a matter of, you know, finding, uh, finding out about your local branch in whatever mm-hmm. city you're in and finding out what action they're taking with respect to voter suppression or if it's something that, like we're talking about mm-hmm. here in Arizona with, um, you know, the cemeteries, things like mm-hmm. this. But to one degree or another, in any way that you can, uh, it's important to become engaged and become active. Exactly. This is what happens for the Republicans. They get active and they shape the world that they want to see for themselves and their posterity. Mm-hmm. But the language that, that ourselves and our posterity, that language exists for the whole country. Mm-hmm. The thing is we have to, you know, um, actually step up and, and take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. I do want to take some time. Uh, and if you're just tuning in, by the way, um, this is Civic Cipher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Camilla Westenberg. Um, and, uh, I wanted to take a moment, um, to discuss something that happened, uh, this week, um, in Atlanta. And it was, mm-hmm. um, there were eight people killed. Mm-hmm by a shooter mm-hmm. um so you know it was a mass shooting mm-hmm. um and six of those people were asian mm-hmm. now a lot of folks may not know this but um, before i before i sat down to do this show um i spoke with my older brother for those who are fans of boom bap hip-hop uh my older brother his name is raka or iris science of the dilated peoples um and just big brother to little brother, he, he told me something that was very profound. Mm. He said, um, make sure that you know that you're not the only one. You might have to go first, but you're not the only one. There are other people who might not be able to have a voice, a platform, a stage, and you have to be able to look out for those people too. And that's something that was echoed uh, to a an incredible degree last mm-hmm. year um, with respect to this, this we rise in solidarity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, language that I heard so much when we were mm-hmm. protesting. Um, and then of course out on the streets, we saw again, approximately if I'm guessing 10% black folks out there, mm-hmm. 90% of 
humanity showed up. Mm -hmm. All colors, all mm -hmm. languages, all face, religion, mm -hmm. everything. Human beings showed up mm -hmm. for their African-American brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. And so it is a, a privilege and an honor to be able to bring attention once again on this show. Because this is not mm -hmm. the first time that we're doing this. But to bring attention to the issues that are affecting our Asian American mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it feels like I'm fulfilling my promise to my brother mm -hmm. um, to be able to use a black space mm -hmm. to lend some time mm -hmm. to what my Asian brothers and our mm -hmm. Asian brothers and sisters are going through. Um, now, for those of you who don't know uh, much about the story, um, somebody walked into some massage parlors. Um, six Asian women lost their lives. Um, and there were two other people that lost their lives that were not Asian, uh, is my understanding. Um, but it feels very targeted. And that's what, that's what I want to say. And, you know, the mayor of Atlanta... So what happened is the police came out and says that, you know... It was not. It's, it's not racially motivated. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the shooter himself said that it's not racially motivated. Mm -hmm. For whatever that's worth. Um, and, uh, you know, the way that they're trying to chronicle the story is that somehow this is a result of this guy's sexual frustration mm -hmm. or something like that, mm -hmm. right? massage parlors yeah. and so forth but really what it is is these are people low-wage workers mm -hmm. and you know whatever but uh and 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 the mayor kudos to her for standing up mm -hmm. for these people saying that we're not going to let um any uh victim blaming um take exactly. place victim shaming take place um, there's no reason to think that these weren't establishments legitimate, were, yeah. mm -hmm. legitimate, legitimate businesses. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so kudos to her for saying that. Um, but uh, regardless of what this person's intentions uh -huh. were, I want to use this time to say that this past year, the previous administration put a target on the yeah, back of our Asian, Asian brothers and sisters by calling it the, the China, China virus. virus. He did. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that there's a lot of uneducated people that live mm -hmm. in this country. Not, mm -hmm. A lot of people who have not traveled. Mm -hmm. I've traveled. I've been to China mm -hmm. and Thailand mm -hmm. and Indonesia mm -hmm. and Vietnam mm -hmm. and Singapore. Mm -hmm. And Malaysia, and 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 and, and, and okay. yeah, okay. I was out there. Okay. These are different groups mm -hmm. of people, but if you say China, Chinese, anything, there's people that think it's all one group yeah. of people, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter because even if it is, even if everyone's Chinese, mm -hmm. the way this that man way. described it made yeah. it seem like it was these, these people's people. fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I can use this moment to speak to the pain mm -hmm. perhaps that is being endured mm -hmm. by my Asian brothers and sisters being having to read this yeah. it, they these are people that wept with me when we saw exactly. George Floyd lose his exactly. life they they marched and they yelled Breonna Taylor's name and so um, for me I, I I think it's important to bring attention to that to say that we do stand with yeah. you we condemn that on on every level, and um, that 
we are always going to uh, champion yeah. a fair yeah. uh, narrative. Right. For right. you know, before prior to this happening, to these the shooting that took place at the three establishments, uh, there had been a series of instances where people were going up and uh, knocking down and shoving down Asian yeah. elderly individuals. Yeah. It was the saddest thing. Yeah. Men and women, the elderly. Oh, yeah, we talked about Just that. going mm -hmm. and just shoving them. I mean, it hurts me yeah. to think about oh, yeah. it. And then you had this to happen. And recently, it, I underst my understanding is statistically, there have been more complaints as it relates to women. Now, think about it. As African Americans, we've been a target all along. Yeah, of course. Okay, we know that. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been a target. But you have a female who is vice president. A female. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she is of Asian descent mm -hmm. and then you have him talking about the china virus about that about that and you have this huge cohort of people who will believe absolutely anything that is said okay then it that 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 to me is half of the story there mm -hmm. and and i just want to very quickly say this business of not believing in science. <laughs> For anyone who does not believe in science, you don't get in a helicopter that science was used to decide <laughs> or determine that, that that device, that machinery is going to work and go into a hospital that is grounded on scientific discovery and then come back out to the world and say I don't believe in science then I say to any people you need to start thinking well we'll, we'll leave it right there you need to start thinking uh, once again uh, thank you for checking out Civic Cipher uh, once again my name is Ramses Ja uh, Q Ward will be back with us next week uh, my guest it's always a pleasure to have you up Dr. Camilla Westenberg thank you for coming um, be sure to check the website civiccipher.com to download this and previous episodes you may have missed if you're tuning in later or anything like that um, of course you can uh, uh, also follow our social media it's always at civic cipher and please consider donating it really helps the show out um, and all our donation links are on the website so until next week y'all take care and peace <laughs>